Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's kick Dave off. Trolling. Let's kick off Fun Wednesday. Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 507, November 25th, 2020. It was 62 degrees on this day in 1914 and 18 below in 1880. And just so you might be interested in what was the record for Thanksgiving tomorrow. I am. Uh, of course, uh, Thanksgiving does not always fall on November 26. But again, 1914, on November 26, it was 62 degrees and 16 below in 1977. And before you play the uh, theme song and we turn it over to Kenny for a public service announcement, I got a note from Steve Mulholland from The Belly of the Beast. And he said, as I was listening to Monday's podcast, November 23rd, and as you mentioned, to start the show the day after the anniversary of JFK's assassination, I was reminded of a thought that occurred to me after D-Day back in June regarding your weather records that begin each podcast. I'm aware that the three dum-dums find great amusement in pushing your buttons during this portion of the show, and it seems apparent that they find your rain manian devotion to weather records idiosyncratic, to put it mildly. But chalk me up as one GLer who enjoys hearing their records, which leads to my thought. We can count on one hand the most seminal dates in our nation's modern history. November 22, 1963, June 6, 1944, December 7, 1941, September 11, 2001. <sighs> we all remember it was a bluebird day on 9-11, but I often wonder what kind of day was it in the Twin Cities on November 2, uh, 1963, or Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, he wants me to look up those, and I will. Uh, and he's uh, very thankful for us, and he says good luck. And just for him, I'm going to give him a sneak preview. Oh, uh, did December we start 7- yet? December 7, 1941, <laughs> was 40 degrees on Pearl Harbor Day. And that's it wow. for the podcast huh. right before the day before Thanksgiving. Folks, here's Josh Arnold. <laughs> and now, from the mayor's office Keep it up. above the big house <laughs> on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Yes, Kenny. Joe, it ain't all good, and that's the truth. Uh, In my nicotine hands, I am holding my composition book, as you can see if you're watching along on 
uh, the YouTube. And I'm referring to my notes about the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. And nowhere in these notes does it say you can make $250,000 a year. It says a lot of stuff, seven-month program, great placement, you can work anywhere, no ceiling on growth, uh, you're going to keep the world safe, um, blah, blah, blah. You can earn, earn as much as you can learn, but nowhere does it say 250k. I don't know where I pulled that out of yesterday when I was talking about the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing, uh, but I apologize for that egregious error. We may now move forward. Thank you, Such. I just have a brief COVID observation. We won't dwell on it. Okay. There's much to uh, discuss today. But on page four of today's Star Tribune, we get uh, this headline, ICU pressure, intensive care unit pressure, eases before holiday. So that's a good thing. We've gone from terribly critical and worrying uh, to now seeing a little ease up. Uh, and then uh, I just want to read a few paragraphs and make a statement. While daily COVID-19 case numbers have leveled off in recent days, the surge may be far from over, especially with Thanksgiving weekend approaching and a possible spike in viral transmission. We would need to see several weeks of a sustained decline where the high days become increasingly lower and the low days become increasingly lower to be able to say we may be turning the corner, said Chris Erisman, Infectious Disease Director of the Minnesota Department of Health. But even then, we would have to be careful to not let our down our guard. We don't want to stop doing those things we know that are effective at preventing spread. We wouldn't want to see another surge. And my only comment is, are we to live under this constant threat of another surge for the rest of our lives? God, I What's, hope not. Well, what seems terribly, terribly true is that we have no evidence that this COVID will ever leave the earth. Now, again, for you euphorians, I, I don't want it, and I take precautions, and I wish the best for all people who come down with it. But my point is, this is the woman who alerted me to the concept of risk. And now she's saying, okay, even if we have a nice stretch where we're not getting any case, you still have to watch it. We don't want another surge. Well, what's to stop them from saying we don't want another surge about 10 more times? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not I'm not indicting her work. I'm not indicting her sincerity. Uh, I'm not indicting the work of, of anyone involved in trying to corral this. But for God's sakes, you're never happy. Now, I know you can't be happy with people dying at the rate they're dying, but you never offer a glimmer of hope, Erisman. Either does the governor. You never say, look, once we get a handle on this, you know, things are going to get better. No, it's always, it's always, this is tantamount to saying, well, you see your brother-in-law and sister-in-law on the patio and your social distancing, that's, that's less risk, but it's not no risk. This is the same thing. But we'll have to be careful to not let down our guard. We don't want to stop doing those things we know are effective at preventing spread. We wouldn't want to see another surge. Okay, that's true. We don't want another surge. But when do we reach the point where we don't face another surge? When the we've discovered the vaccine is 100% effective and it's almost impossible to get it, much like, well, say, polio. No vaccine is 100% effective. Right. I, I actually saw a note from one of the manufacturers that uh, has that their vaccine appears to be working. They said uh, there's no guarantee everybody will take it. 
plus it so it won't be 100 percent effective so you'll probably have to wear a mask even after you get the vaccine oh boy that was i think it was moderna i'm not sure it was one of the three Clark Griswold in Chicago, Illinois writes, <laughs> I recently started working at a chain restaurant inside a big box store. Uh, I'm unaware of chain restaurants. I mean, in Menards, is there a restaurant? No. Or Home Depot? No. Or Lowe's, no. Well, Costco Maybe Target. Has like a food court. Yeah, Costco. That's and Target, I, I know. Say. There's a couple Targets that have okay. food courts inside. I recently started working at a chain restaurant inside a big box store. Due to the governor's orders, we are not allowed to allow our customers to dine in. So many of our customers take their order and around and walk around the big box store, eating their food, <laughs> spreading their germs and everything they touch. Oh, Don't you God. feel safer knowing our governor is making well-informed and well-thought-out <clears throat> restrictions to keep us safe? Signed, Clark Griswold, Chicago, Illinois. Wow. Is, <laughs> I don't want to be in a big box store if somebody's going down the aisle eating. But a wait burrito. a minute, wait a minute. We, we, we've had sport with Governor Walls, but how is it Governor Walls' fault that some dummy is walking around a <laughs> box store with you know a cheeseburger? That's not Walls' no, he, fault. No, it's his, his point is, is the governor doesn't think these things through. He banned eating in, which in turn made everybody walk around and eat. Yeah. He's not thinking things through. That's his right. point. But right. how are they still allowed to serve but, food? Well, his point is, you, you see, you can still get takeout food. So presumably what Clark oh, Griswold okay, is saying okay. is people are wandering into whatever uh, facility is in a Target store or a Costco or whatever, and they're ordering a sandwich or something, and then they resume their shopping. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be in that situation any more than Clark Griswold. <laughs> Well, well, I, I don't sl- slobbering away on a sloppy yeah. joke. As a big as a big fan of food <laughs> guy that I am, owl. I draw the line there. How's Walk he doing on Target? How's he doing it wrong, Rook? That's the way they prepare it. <laughs> I'll, I'm more about that later. Charles more writes, Joe. That. Charles writes, Joe. My eighth grade niece recently made a sobering comment. I have never seen my teacher's mouth until today. Whoa. Due to increasing COVID numbers, school was moved to remote learning. The teacher conducted a Zoom class from home whereby she did not have to wear a mask. Not once has my niece seen her teacher's face since school began in late August. Unreal. It really is. That's really a, That's really something that these kids are uh, uh, having this uh, problem with the schooling. Got them papers shuffled there, Chief? You know what, uh, Chris? Well, I'm around. <laughs> don't, don't say it, Joe. Yep, hold back. Bite your tongue. Nothing you're going to regret. <laughs> We're dangerously close to breaking tape and starting over. Right. <laughs> you're right. Okay. Please proceed, Such. Nobody said it was going to be easy being mayor. Mayor. You all aware of Jordan Peterson? Jordan, Jordan Yeah, that Peterson. name is ringing. Well, you, yes. you should be. He's a clinical psychologist oh, yes. in Toronto. Yep. Yeah, yep. He, he wrote a book called The Twelve Rules of Life, which essentially is a an insistent insistence that adults should be adults. Uh, I enjoy his work. I've heard him speak, not personally, but on the on the interwebs. And uh, I find this disturbing story. A random a penguin random house staffers broke down in tears over release of Jordan Peterson's new book. Employees cried to management at a town hall meeting addressing the book's release. 
A new report shows inner turmoil that is apparently taking place at Penguin Random House Canada over the publisher's release of a book written by Canadian clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson. He is a psychology professor at the University of Toronto and a popular podcast host who has a Ph.D. in clinical psychology. He announced Monday that he is releasing a new book titled Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life, which is set to be released next March. However, it was reported Tuesday that Peterson's book has sparked an emotional outcry within the Canadian publishing giant with an effort by employees to pressure the company into canceling the book's release. According to the report, several employees confronted management of Penguin Random House Canada, a subsidiary of Penguin Random House, at an internal town hall on Monday, and dozens more have filed anonymous complaints about the publisher's plans to release the latest work from the politically and culturally outspoken professor. He is an icon of hate speech and transphobia, and the fact that he's an icon of white supremacy, regardless of the content of his book, I'm not proud to work for a community that publishes him. One town hall attendee who also was a member of the LGBT community told Vice. That is absolutely not what Jordan Peterson is. Not even remotely, remotely close. And these are spoiled products of the failed academy you know what their new rule of free speech is? Uh, I, I'm going to steal this from my friend Dennis Prager. Free speech to these snowflakes is, I want to be free of speech that offends me. Yep. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. That I don't agree with. Right. Know. Jordan Peterson is a brilliant, brilliant thinker. Uh, you guys might remember a famous uh, video clip. In fact, Reavers, you might be able to find it. Okay. Uh, Jordan Reavers is being interviewed by a British... A television host, a female, and more than any other, Jordan is able to hold his own with the Mysterians. And she was confronting him about something uh, about being offended, and his response was brilliant. He said, "Well, why do you have the right to offend me?" <laughs> something I like that. that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it would be fun to play it. I'm sorry I've given you such short notice, but you were so screwing around before the show yeah. that you weren't paying attention. <laughs> you could have been paying attention. All right, I'll see if I can dig it up. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, while you look for it, I'll say, uh, uh, oh, God, this is just so pathetic. You know what? Another, employee, another employee alleged that people were crying in the meeting about how Jordan Peterson has affected their lives, with one explaining that Peterson has radicalized their father and another insisting the publishing of his book will ne- negatively affect their non-binary friend. The company since June has been doing all these anti-racist and allyship things and then publishing Peterson's book completely goes against this. It just makes all of their previous efforts seem completely performative, the employee told a website called Vice. Uh, The publisher told Vice in a statement, we announced yesterday, yesterday that we will publish Jordan Peterson's new book, Beyond Order. Immediately following the announcement, we held a forum and provided a space for our employees to express their views and offer feedback. Our employees have started an anonymous feedback channel, which we support. Uh, See, I would. I'd fire every one of them. Every single (laughs) one of them. We are open to hearing our employees' feedback and answering all of their questions. We, uh, Vice, quickly went social uh, viral with crying medias, uh, people suggesting they should quit or be fired. I agree. They should be quit or fired. Here you go. Yep. They should be quit. He's being 
sensitive to offence such a problem though? Like we would have previously called that manners. It's a terrible problem. So imagine, you know, imagine you, okay, so the rule is you can't offend anyone, all right? Let's say you're speaking to one person, I can't offend you. All right, fair enough. What if I'm speaking to 10 people? Do I get to offend one in 10? How about one in 100? How about one in 1,000? You're going to come out on stage and you're going to say something important about something vital and you're not going to offend one person in a thousand? Well, you can't say anything about anything important ever without offending probably the person you're talking to. Important speech about important issues, especially contentious issues, is instantly offensive. But there are ways that you can share, I guess, um, provocative views where you attempt to still do that in a, with an air of, say, respectfulness, where you're yeah. trying to mitigate against the offensiveness. This is true, yeah. You can actually try listening when you're, when you're having a conversation, right? Assuming that both people who are having the conversation are of goodwill and they're not trying to play tricks and they're struggling towards the truth, which neither of them hold completely and both understand that, yeah, you can reach across fairly large gaps and negotiate peace. Thank God for that, or we'd be at each other's throats all the time. Well, say the example mm. of there are some transgender people who want to not be referred to as he or she, they would prefer to be called Z or they. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody wants to be addressed like that, what does it cost me to do that? It's hard to tell because it, the devil's always in the details, but as far as I'm concerned, that's, that situation is, it's, it's not relevant to the issues, for example, that I was involved in. I didn't care if transgender people wanted to be called by some pronouns, like whatever, that's something for individuals to negotiate. When the, when the government makes that a compulsion and insists in their legislation that biological sex, uh, gender identity, gender expression and sexual proclivity very independently, it's like, no, they don't. That's wrong factually, and you're not going to compel my speech. I don't care what your damn justification is. So you see that as... Wow. So, mm. so this is how he thinks, and this has the people in the publishing house crying. And by the way, I'll post this clip to the uh, GarageLogic Facebook page in addition to the, uh, the website at garagelogic.com. So-called adults crying because they're offended by Jordan Peterson, and we shouldn't publish his book. Crying. I'd fire every single one of them, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's astonishing to me. If uh, next time Jordan Peterson comes through town, I hope to have him on the show. At the very least, I hope uh, I can go and hear his remarks. Uh, I find him brilliant and engaging, and he doesn't suffer woke fools gladly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nor should he, nor That's should anyone. That's our anyway. 2020 pushback. Do not suffer woke fools gladly. It's pretty simple. Uh, females have two X chromosomes. Males have an X and a Y right there. You know, 46 total. Here we go. Every time, I've told you this, every time I walk by one of these yard signs that says, you know, all are welcome here, uh, uh, uh Science is real and a bunch of other admonishments. I, I, a, I've never seen anyone outside, uh, so I can't, I can't ask them a question. But I always want to say to them, so science is real, okay? By the way, science is neither real or not real. It's science. Yes. It, it can't be defined by reality. It's, a, it's right. a discipline. But what I want to ask the people who have that sign is, well, if you believe in science, how many genders are there? And five will get you ten, they'll say they're 54. Right. Well, no, science says there's two. Yep. You got I don't care, by the way. I don't care. You do what you want to do. But don't give me this BS about science. 
if you're going to agree that there's 54 genders. What a bunch of B as in B, S as in S. <laughs> it's funny, Such, um The employees crying out and sobbing and wringing their hands fits in nicely. And, and the fact that they want to shut this book down and they won't shut up until it's done fits in nicely with this uh, other piece that you're going to read today about life in China and how uh, the United oh my States God. is quickly turning into China because we just can't say anything in this country anymore without somebody jumping up our backside. That's right. That's right. God, I hate that about this current state. Yeah. And they're mean. They're mean about it. Oh, wait till, wait till he reads this okay. book. It's, it's fascinating. It came to us from, uh, I think it was from Matura. My buddy Scotty? It did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, the true Mysterians I've met are not fun or charitable people. But I've told you from day one, Mysterians don't like people. It's as simple as that. Mysterians just don't like people. I've come to believe not only do they not like people, they don't like themselves, they don't like this country, they don't like anything about anything. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, I'm going to work for a Penguin in Canada, and I'm going to cry like a baby because you're publishing a perfectly legitimate, credible book by a guy who's learned more than you'll ever learn if you live to be 300. Well, then you should quit if you don't like that. Otherwise, Absolutely. you should cry every time you cash that check and pay those bills and go home to your nice warm house with electricity and plumbing. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom to be free of speech that offends you. It means freedom of speech. And it's absolutely pathetic what's happening. I, I wish I could say I had great hope for the Biden administration to thwart that, but I do not. Oh. I do not. I do not. Black Friday sale is underway at EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. And when I say a sale, oh, are you catch, catch come this. On, come on. It's a week only, November 24th, yesterday through the 28th in the next week. Nine ninety nine on all Bintelli B1 electric bikes. 49cc scooters, $12.99. 150cc scooters, $13.99. They turn every errand into an adventure. And man, if I had the kind of living uh, situation where I could do this, I'd get my kids a 200cc Snow Leopard Youth Snowmobile. Yeah. $19.99. $100 off kids' youth ATVs. $50 off Stacy. Is it Stasic Electric Balance Dirt Bikes? Hell yes, it is. Oh, Pop Stars and Rockstar Electric Bikes on sale for $12.99. Helmets, apparel. It's your one-stop shopping center. It's on Highway 61. You can run up and down Highway 61 in the state of Minnesota, stop at all of our clients, and you will have no Christmas shopping needs left. You could do it in one day. Yep. And make sure your stop includes EcoFun Motorsports. It's right downtown on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. And right now, that Black Friday sale will run through November 28th with the lowest prices on the greatest youth and adult recreational equipment available. Lowest prices of the year at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake.
Boy, there is so much going on right now between what's happening with the post-election and all the possible vaccine news that we have going on in the country right now. But Josh Otto, Mr. Money Talk, he is on top of all of that stuff. You're actually going to hear a fantastic report directly from him towards the end of the program today. But he also has extremely exciting news as it relates to the Dow, surpassing 30,000. Yes, you heard that right, surpassing 30,000. But do us a favor, give Mr. Money Talk a call today, 952 925 5608. Josh has been doing this a very long time. The markets, they're always active, so you need Josh's straight talk. He's never going to give you sugar-coated advice. You can sit down with him today for a no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments, including your IRA and your 401k. And you can learn how to benefit from Josh's focused approach. Call him today, 952-925-5608. He's Mr. Money Talk. He's Josh Arnold. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Flashlight. Check. Tool belt. Check. Attitude. Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. The very best Christmas gift I ever received, other than long underwear, uh, was a couple of pounds of coffee. Now, I want you to keep that in mind as we chat about the coffeegrounds.com. Like all other services and food-related businesses, oh boy, Eric and Julie at the coffeegrounds.com in Eau Claire, they have taken a COVID beating. But the one great thing that they provide that others can't is the ability, uh, ability to deliver Christmas coffee right to your door or the door of a loved one, no matter where you or they are in the world. And I mean the very best beans sourced from family farms in Costa Rica and Central America, from actually from families they've been doing business with for decades. Uh, now, I love the solid punch of the heavy blends uh, that the coffeegrounds.com provide. Uh, if you like a wider variety, consider the GL Signature Blends because they cover it all. Spoon Lake, GL, the Krabby Coffee Shop, and... Probably, and I'm not, this isn't hyperbole, this decaffeinated Johnny Height guitar blend, it's really good. And I've sampled a lot, and they can all be delivered right to your house. Uh, but if you happen to be passing through Eau Claire, what a wonderful treat you're in store for. A full-service down-home restaurant, a craft brewery, stogies, meats, cheeses, all sorts of goodies, uh, and beer. Speaking of beer, and Christmas... It's the beer advent calendar. It's back. Ooh, new day, new nice. beer. Wow, yeah, the on. best Christmas gift of all. We'd really love it if you could help Eric and Julie survive this dumb pandemic. The Coffee Grounds just north of 94 on South Town Drive over in Eau Claire. And on the World Wide Web, they'll ship anywhere. TheCoffeeGrounds.com. Hey, hey, Kenny, really, really quick. Where, yes, do you, where yes. did you say that Eric and Julie get those beans from? Costa Rica. Costa bleeping Rica. Rica. Say it right, yeah. Come on, let's say it right from now on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scott Matura out in uh, Montana sent us a piece called, I Grew Up in Communist China, Here's My Warning to America. It's by Diana Zhang. Uh, it's from a site called the Epic Times, which, of course, is described on the Google as a far-right international multi-language newspaper and media company affiliated with the Falun, Falun Gong New Religious Movement based in the United States. I think it's I only Falun, say it, Falun Gong. Falun Gong. Yes. I, I only say that because I don't care what site published this. I find nothing in here that's 
that would be uh, germane to having to be far right. What I found in this piece was very uh, wise counsel. Uh, And she writes, this year's election had a historically high turnout. Recently, many Americans haven't cared so much about elections, thinking there ultimately wasn't much difference between Republicans and Democrats or between specific candidates. However, with the approach of the 2020 election, many people became alarmed. They realized how far our country had strayed from its foundations. If we don't take ownership now, they thought it will be beyond repair. The whole world is watching this closely. Some Chinese have commented, we always thought China was going to become America. Instead, America is becoming China. It is so true. At this point, there are a lot of things we cannot say in America. Political correctness is not a matter of choice. It is a survival skill. Let me stop right there. This is why Jordan Peterson so easily offends the failed academy. Mm-hmm. Because he is not going to, he is not going to uh, bow to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you say one word wrong, you can lose your job. If you don't follow the mainstream narrative, you will get attacked by the mainstream media. What is she saying here that's not true? It has reached such an extent that we should ask, do we still have freedom of speech? To which Dennis Prager would reply, we have freedom of speech, but it's speech you wish to be free of uh, being offensive to you. This reminds me of China. Fifty years ago in communist China, if you made a casual comment about the communists, you would end up in jail or a labor camp. Someone who was at home and made one comment not in line with the CCP would be punished. A son would report on his father, a daughter on her mother, and a husband and wife on each other. Fear of the Communist Party and indoctrination by it had become a second human nature, pushing out natural feelings. Stop again. One of the people complaining about Jordan Peterson at Penguin said, you've radicalized my father. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is happening in front of our eyes, people. Mm -hmm. I immigrated to America more than 30 years ago. I always tell people America is the least discriminatory country in the world. Yet we hear discrimination and racism daily in news reports. Discrimination and racism have become political weapons. They are no longer a matter of moral principle. With so many protests and riots being organized in the name of fighting racism, the issue of race is now purposefully used to divide our society. In communist countries such as China and the former Soviet Union, the communists created division based on social class. Communists always talk about class struggle. They claim that inequality of wealth is because the wealthy exploit the working class. Communists use the working class to take down the middle and upper class until the country's whole economy is destroyed. By turning one group against another, they cause chaos in society and open the door for seizing power. Just as the communists have never been for the working classes, here in America, their real concern is not racism or discrimination. By fostering division among the races, they create an opportunity to seize power. Again, communism is the goal. America has been a beacon of freedom for the world. My friends in China used to hide under their bed covers to listen to the voice of America. Listening to Voice of America was a crime that could land you in jail. People living under communist regimes used to take great risks to listen to a voice from America. And America had, has been the envy of the world. I have traveled to around 20 countries. And everywhere I hear people talking about emigrating to America. To people in Europe, America means more opportunity. To people in other areas, America is a place to have a better life. Even those who look down on America are jealous of America, and those who fight with America want to come to America. They know America respects individual rights. America has always been the home of freedom lovers. 
but America has changed. Today, Voice of America is no longer a radio station the Chinese think is worth risking their safety to listen to. America has become more and more like the socialist country they are trying to flee. America is still wealthy, still has some freedom and lifestyle in the economy, and still is an open society compared to many other countries. However, we have long been on a slow, steady track heading for the same communist society that I once knew. This is why so many people came out to vote. This is why they are fighting voter fraud. It is now or never. The train is heading for a cliff. If we don't stop it now, it will be too late. Diana Zhang, Ph.D., is a staff writer with 20 years' experience in the study of China. Based in the U.S., she uses the pen name to perfect her family members in China. Wow. <clears throat> Great piece. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well said. Mm-hmm. Look how quickly in this country... People attempt to cancel you if they hear speech that offends them. And I don't, let's just stick with Jordan Peterson. Nothing he says and nothing I've ever heard from him and nothing I've ever read by him is offensive. But if you find it offensive, it suggests to me that you intend to be offended as a condition of your life. That you're not willing to move beyond it and understand that all views have merit. And so what you're really doing is you're seizing upon your being offended as, your, uh, as, as a condition for you existing in society because you find, you find kindred souls who wish to be offended. It's almost like what Shelby Steele says about uh, the, the, the black movement in America has come to represent uh, a, a, a black feeling of we wish to be victimized because we're black rather than overcoming the victimization hmm. it's a it's a craziness we face on the eve of thanksgiving it's just i'm paraphrasing shelby Steele. i hope i got it right uh we face paralyzing conditions on the eve of thanksgiving thanksgiving is looked down upon by the woke oh boy yeah, oh boy yeah Oh, boy. But we have a lot to be thankful for. It's just how long can we hang on to what we have to be thankful for. Who's the guy, and this is a perfect example, I can't remember his name or the hospital he works for. All I can tell you, it's in uh, South Dakota, uh, who recently, as recent as a week ago, said something about not wearing a mask. And today he's out of a job. Do you, yeah, you recall that, that story, John? I have that in the news actually today. Oh, it was the Sanford uh, Health CEO. Yeah, yes, yes, thank exactly. you. Yes, yep. yeah, and that's a prime example. He is—he's gone. He's a ghost, baby, mm-hmm. uh, because he dared to say what's on his mind. Well, why don't we uh, have Johnny tell us about that? You know it what? Is, we yeah. should have Johnny tell us about that. You think he will? But, but how about uh, I, I got to go, so guys. Sorry, yeah, he's out of here. First, how about first I tell you about our friends over at Thirty Bales? Listen. <laughs> Uh, GLers, we all know that times are tough right now, but places just like 30 Bales, they need you now more than ever. Support your local business, and more importantly, support your stomach. 
with the scratch Midwest Kitchen at 30 bales. Support your stomach. Uh, Royce approved <laughs> short rib pot pie, by the way. He yes. gave it the total thumbs up. Uh, I've mentioned this most of the week, too. The Big Ten subs are back. From those of you that frequented and got your stumble on in Dinky Town, they are back and they are doing takeout. They're also doing delivery, but they are open seven days a week. They are off tomorrow on Thanksgiving, but they're going to seven days a week. Check out their entire menu right now at 30bales.com. They have a fantastic menu, and uh, please help support people that support the Garage Logic podcast. How about this? The Paul Bunyan Drummies, Rook. You, oh. With their uh, with their dry barbecue. Yep. Mm, I don't like mm, too much saucy. Mm, if it's too mm. saucy, you're hiding. See? You got a little dry rub on it? You're doing it right. Oh, my God. Rookie approved drummies. 30 Bales is doing it right. Yes, they are. I can't are. even say, hey, you're doing it all wrong. Tell Todd right. and Tom when you place your order that you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of right Self Esteem, zip. All the way Nada. up there, right? Yeah. Way up here. Here's Look Joe Suchere. Is this Getty Lee Height on bass? <laughs> It is. He's very proud of that disco lick there. The uh, the snowflakes, they like to call us gun nuts like that's a bad thing. Us, <laughs> uh, us firearm aficionados, we're on a little bit of a roller coaster right now, not knowing what to expect with the Biden administration. We're pretty good, though, here in Minnesota. Thankfully, DKMags.com of Old Highway 8 fame up in good old New Brighton. They have an excellent selection of everything we need, new and used firearms, great prices, and the best staff in all of the land. I love these men and women. They're so awesome. Uh, now, we're talking firearms, but not just firearms. Magazines, suppressors, all the necessary accessories. Special orders, super easy, super convenient, and what's more fun than tracking a firearm <laughs> order? Every day, every day the tension hey, make sure brings. make you close the garage door during the DK Mags ad, okay? Uh... <laughs> Are you in? Sit down. In sit down. Sit down. Sit down by the old pot-bellied stove. Here Tell me about DK Mags, Kenny. It doesn't have to be hunting. It could be sports shooting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be personal protection. It could be home protection. Thankfully, DK Mags, they cover it all. And whether it's in-store or online, make sure to tell them you're a GLer when you're shopping. And you veterans, service members, LEOs, you all get a discount. A wonderful shop for all of us here in Garage Logic. DKMags.com. Here's Johnny Height. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden what's, Store. What's so funny is that now I am so used to him making noise and shuffling papers and throwing another Doesn't log on phase, the fire yeah. that I don't even notice anymore. Doing some light carpentry, uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> I fully expect a skill saw to fire up. <laughs> it's all part of the charm. Yep. <laughs> Minnesota Regulatory Panel on Tuesday signed off on Enbridge Energy's planned Line 3 crude oil pipeline replacement across northern Minnesota. That leaves only one minor state permit to go before construction can begin. The Independent Public Utilities Commission notified Enbridge in a filing that the company has complied with its pre-construction requirements. Opponents say the project threatens spills in pristine waters where Native Americans harvest wild rice and that the Canadian tar sands oil it would carry would aggravate climate change. Mm-hmm. Were you guys surprised that this passed? I was a bit shocked. Well, it's it only was, taken yeah. six years. Yeah, and I think that's why I was surprised. 
Hey, I'm glad it did. Hey, John, you know that thing we talked about earlier via text? Yes. You, you can back up a little bit. Okay. Folks, let me How's tell you this? something. That, that? Uh, even Much if better. you disapprove of line three, that doesn't mean the oil is going to stay in the ground. It's going to go to somebody. Right. If it's there, it's coming out. Right. We need it. Yeah. Boy. It's going to Superior. Not the Goddard. <laughs> yep. If it's no. there, it's coming out. <laughs> A current surge of COVID-19 cases throughout Minnesota is affecting staffing levels at nursing homes and assisted living facilities. That's forcing the state to send the National Guard in to help out in some homes, while the administration is also asking state employees to consider volunteering in facilities with critical staff shortages. Minnesota Department of Health data shows 90% of the state's nursing homes and 58% of assisted living facilities have active outbreaks. Uh, we uh, of the new numbers this morning, Wednesday morning, yesterday we reported 72 deaths. That ties the record for most uh, most deaths in a day and 6,399 new cases. The Gophers football game scheduled for Saturday against Wisconsin has been canceled due to COVID-19. According to the university, nine student athletes and six staff members have tested positive for COVID-19 in the last five days. The university is still waiting on additional presumptive cases as well. Uh, And just in the last hour or so, the NFL, the National Football League, has announced uh, if you were planning on watching a game late tomorrow, uh, you won't be able to. The Ravens mm. at the Steelers has been moved now to Sunday, so there will not be a game We actually, evening. John, oddly enough, we got a, a bulletin headline that we were supposed to run for that announcement on the Gopher game. Are you guys ready? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, thanks, Doogie. Good job. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll check uh, some sports yep. with our friends yep. at ESPN with an update. <laughs> and then it's Gopher Hoops Weekly. Yep. They play tonight. Corzo and Spence in the building, in the studio, ready to go for another big hour. Neither one of them Before we get to Saturday morning sports talk. All of them. (laughs) 44 degrees, kind of cloudy out there, but when you go outside this morning, you'll say, hey, it's warm out here. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Joey D. Former Wyndham, Minnesota sports director. Joseph Dunford. He backed up the rouser to the top of the hour ID. Almost as good as uh, Chocolate, what was his name, or the the big guy? Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. Or who was the guy that did the great ramp? Oh, you're thinking of Coyote McCloud. Coyote McCloud. Chocolate Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. That was, wait, that was one of my, uh, that was one of my toots that's on the, uh, that was the name of one of my toots. I I was confusing it. Oh, my God. Chocolate Johnny, thunder. are you doing the news? I'm, I'm glad we're keeping this newscast classy. You know, That's I, all uh, I'm saying. Joe, I think we transitioned from serious now into... Uh, Not, no, yeah. no, you haven't. No, you haven't. John, the, needles uh, wavering. The, the head of one of the largest regional health systems Rookie, in the Rookie, leave the damn room. Because <laughs> all you do is get Reber stirred up. Nah, I'm not that funny. You should see the faces they make at each other on the camera, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, The head of one of the largest regional health systems in the Midwest was replaced yesterday, less than a week after telling employees that he had recovered from COVID-19 and was not wearing a mask around the office. Sanford Health said in a release it has, quote, mutually agreed to part ways with longtime CEO Kelby Krabenhoft, who took over in 1996 and helped expand the organization from a community hospital into what is billed as the largest rural nonprofit health system in the country. Grabenhoff left the executive position after telling employees in an email he believes he's now immune to COVID-19 for at least seven months and perhaps years to come, and that he isn't a threat to transmit it to anyone. He said wearing a mask would be merely for show, 
Other Sanford executives tried to distance themselves from those comments. Dr. Kathy Anderson, president of the North Dakota chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, said it was, quote, an especially dangerous message to be sending right now in North Dakota. Wait, North Dakota? Oh, okay. Uh, for some reason, I thought this played out in uh, South Dakota, but then I remember, yeah, they're both the same. They're just the matter. same area. Yeah, well, they're um, not the same, but their headquarters, I believe, are in Sioux uh, that's okay, so I wasn't Sioux wrong. Falls. Sioux yeah. Falls. Uh, what's amazing to me about this story is nobody sat down and said, uh, hey, uh, Grandpa, let's just have a conversation here and allow him to learn and come out with another statement and say, uh, yeah, you know, I might have been wrong, or to stand by his previous statement. There was none of that. It's just like, see you later, yeah. old-timer. Yeah. You're out of here. Uh, never mind what you've done for us in the last 20 years. I mean, they used to be a podunk horse doctor joint, right? And yeah. now they're one of the biggest in the yeah. country. They own horse pretty doctor. much everything in North Dakota. Is that the doctor yeah. we had on earlier? Hey, I mean, you could bring your baker. You could bring Hasn't Denny Sanford <laughs> been a big contributor to the U of M? I'll answer my own question. Yes, so. he has. Yes, he has. Okay. A 15-year-old boy faces multiple charges in that shooting at a Wisconsin mall that left eight people injured, and he's been ordered held in a secure juvenile detention rather than being released to his parents. Did you guys see this story last weekend? Because it barely made the news. I eight was wondering the, the same mall. thing, And John I was wondering why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was a little blot in the paper, and I didn't see it hardly at all on TV either. Because I, was, uh, I court, was looking for what was his motive. Uh, it's, I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, court Commissioner J.C. Moore on Tuesday denied a defense request to allow the teen to be released to house arrest with GPS monitoring, saying that shooting at the Mayfair Mall in the Milwaukee suburb of Wauwatosa was an incredibly dangerous series of events. Uh, eight people injured, nobody killed. Uh, his attorney, Assistant Public Defender Paul Rafelge, said the petition contains a small sliver, just the smallest iota or fraction of the evidence in the case. According to the petition... Uh, the teen and a friend were in the mall Friday when the friend confronted a group of people descending an escalator, yelling and then punching one person in the group. Witnesses told police the teen was farther back and took a shooter's stance. He began firing with a handgun drawn from his waistband. He fled and was arrested Sunday in a car with Illinois plates with a packed bag and the handgun police said was used in the shooting. Uh, police have not said, uh, police have said two others were also arrested but have not described their roles in the shooting. A plea date has been set for December 3rd. What are you leaving out here? Uh, is This isn't just some innocent, misguided kid, right? Well, it sounds to me like maybe it was a, a gang kind of thing. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I took that. away from it. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I took away from it. Oh. Well, what kind of jackass walks around with a firearm in their waistband? Please. God, that's the dumbest damn thing you can do. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead, Joe. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the nature shows and the adventure stuff that's documentaries. And last night I clicked and found one on uh, National Geographic where, mm -hmm. the, where, the, where the guy, white guy, uh, uh, adventurer, he's going to visit the people in the, in the Amazon who've never had access to the outside world. Okay. And, and he's going to join them for their uh, uh, celebration of fire and to prove himself he has to go catch a fish and shoot something how come in all these villages that never had contact with people there's always some kid in a chicago bulls jersey got right 100 percent. i agree with you <laughs> right? it might it's be an old school last one night or... it was a celtics jersey on, a, on somebody it wasn't a bulls but it was celtics 
Well, what the hell's that? <laughs> That's you have a great point. I have no idea, but I've wondered that myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if this is the right thing to do or say, but do you remember the old mm-hmm. days in the high, uh, in Shakopee? On the east side of town, there was like an old, old village, like a pioneer village surrounded by a wood fence, and it was the general store and the blacksmith shop and the stables and the saloon and all of that. Do you suppose that's what's going on there, that they've got like a little park where they kind of reenact the old days? And, uh, <laughs> and then go like through the screen and then go out of character to their television. The, no, they're out the there cracker. shooting arrows at helicopters, but the guy's wearing a Bulls jersey. Well, right. uh, then the cracker from PBS rolls in, and it's like, all right, let's head out to the Pioneer Village and put yeah. on a show for, the, for this cracker. Yeah. Chuckles. Hey, Ron couldn't make it today, so Imbuku was going to fill in for him. Uh, Ron's on vacation in the yeah. Key West. Uh, dog-sized lizards are spreading across various states in the I disagree. United States. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. What size dog? The Argentinian black and white tegu are native to South America. But in the last decade, the lizards have been breeding and spreading across Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Texas, Louisiana. Like Larry. I think Chris brought up a really good point. Are we talking Larry I'm thinking, is it Larry Snower? I'm okay with Larry. Are we talking my dad's lab? What are we getting? Settle down, you... you. Little bigger than Larry, the lizards can grow up to four feet. I was quiet. They'll no. eat anything, including eggs, birds, strawberries, vegetables, even sea turtles if they're running around. Uh, the lizards have been bred in Florida and were first sold as pets, but some have escaped and bred on their own, causing them to multiply in unrestricted areas and numbers. They survive in upland forests and grasslands, especially areas that get a lot of rain. It's uh, climate to, with climate change, according to the experts. Sorry, Joe. As tropical and subtropical zones no. start to shift north, the Tagus will have a larger region to expand. All of that, according to Amy Yackel Adams, a biologist with the U.S. Geological Survey. I think. What so, it how is, are we getting rid of these? Are these like wild boar? We can hunt them and shoot them, and and or, uh, or what? It, are they protected? It, what, it, what's going it on? It doesn't so? say. I I don't know. It it doesn't say. In today's New York Times, they're keeping up this preposterous claim that. Climate change is causing less safe ice in the wintertime. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I was lucky enough to grow up on a lake, and it really, really wasn't complicated at all. You waited until the ice was thick enough to use it. End of story. Boom. Pretty easy. What did Boucher say uh, about Well, you heard the river cracking. That's how he got to learn to skate so fast. When the river started cracking, (laughs) he took off. (laughs) Oh, Henry. (laughs) And he was fast. Yeah. (laughs) Eddie Van Halen's only been gone a few weeks, but memorabilia linked to the rock star is already starting to surface on the auction circuit. The biggest item would come up for sale, a 2000 Ferrari 550 Marinello that he owned for a short while a decade ago. Is that impressive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was at the time, yeah. Okay. The black coupe is customized with racing seats, a harness, and a roll cage for use on the track, uh, where Eddie used it to race against his brother, Alex. And do you guys know where that car was this whole time? In the garage. No, it was uh, It was really... It was, uh, Waiting at home! I got it. I think he sold it, actually, years ago, didn't he? He did, yes. Uh, It's being offered through an online auction starting November 25th. Uh, Eddie was an avid car enthusiast who owned a lot of supercars over the years, uh, including, uh, I don't know if this is good, you guys will have to tell me, a 1970 Lamborghini Miura. Mm -hmm. Is that good? 
Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, that, uh, by the way, is the V12 engine you hear on Panama. We got yes, ready. The minimum bid for the Ferrari is $200,000. The auctioneer thinks it'll bring in around $300,000. Speaking of car auctions, a couple of cars that were formerly owned by President Trump are going on the auction block in January. Seriously, was uh, he a big car guy? Who, Trump? Uh, yeah. No. Well, let's find out. Oh. What's, he, what's he got? A 2007 Ferrari F430. And my favorite, a 2010 Rolls-Royce Phantom mm-hmm. that uh, Trump had owned will be crossing a block at the Mecham Auctions event in January in Trump's new home state of Florida. Uh, I did not know this. Did you know presidents aren't allowed to drive? Yes. I did know that. I did know that. I did not know that. Well, you were the only one, John. Apparently, I'm not very smart. Is no. there, on was, that list, John, is there John, an, what year was that Phantom? Yeah. 2010. 2010. 2010, correct. It was as big as a house. They're ugly. Did you see on that yeah, list huge, anywhere gigantic. an 82 Olds Omega with some slight <laughs> roof damage from the sun? No. What's What's funny, Rook, is the back end of that 10 Rolls Phantom looks like an Omega. It's not a plus. John, I don't. Uh, why do I you like them? Like, why? I love the way that, I don't know. I just I've always Rook, loved. What the way was the Phantoms make and model of the the fine ride you pulled up in the mayor's driver with leaking oil all over the joint? That was the old. Um, that was the not BMW, the Mercedes. That was good old Betsy. <laughs> She was leaking pretty good. I couldn't fill that baby over three quarters full, or it was going everywhere. He was checking bricks he, right away. Seven seconds into it, that DB douchebagger comes in and says, I smell gas. Get off my driveway. Rook, when, when, he's, when he knows I'm coming over, I round the corner, and he's at the end of his driveway waving me off. He no, won't let him park in that Right. And I've got no, I've got no leaks. I think he's worried a dead animal is going to fall. <laughs> out of the yes. Do you remember the? T- do you remember the time I did the ab scam tape when I pulled up in the um, the Yukon? Yeah. And I said, "Watch what he does. He's going to look for something wrong." I got to find that video. Is this when we? Yeah, we you got you picked him the up mark. for a remote. Yeah, yeah he was Here the, comes mark. the mark. Here comes, Here the, comes mark. the mark. And he gets in and he starts looking around at stuff. I was going to say something else. And he's, what's wrong with that? When did you check? The, he looks at the oil first. When did you change your oil last? You got to change. I bet it's mahogany. I bet it's a nice dark mahogany oil. And he just then that's every car, no matter what. The best was when I. When I had the van and we're driving into the fair, and I had the uh, propane tanks in the back, and they were, they, I took a corner pretty tight, and one slid Stuff around. Stuff clanging boom, all boom, over. Boom. He said, "What is that back there?" And I said, well, "I got two empty uh, propane tanks, and one's got like a small hairline fracture." He just, he got out of the car. At the, we were in the parking lot. He just got out of the car and started walking. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I love doing that to you. Uh, why did you have You're two? So easy. Why did you have two propane tanks? I was going to fill them up after. Well, what else are you going to do with yeah. them? He's, he's in a van. What is he supposed to put? I got a cook. Suit said you're doing it all wrong. The one thing that you, you should have strapped him down. I mean, you know, a, a decent human being. Roll the would dice. Strap let's go. <laughs> as uh, recently as, believe it or not, kids, the 1990s, we used to have uh, country music stations that played good music, uh, mm-hmm. good songs that were well written and, and sung well, and we lost one of the fellows. Oh, that, uh, yeah, heartbreaker. Yeah. Yep. 
Hal Ketchum passed away at the age of 67 Monday night, way too young, and he died uh, due to complications from dementia, <laughs> according to his wife. Uh, with great sadness and grief, we announced Hal passed away peacefully last night at home due to complications. Ketchum's wife, Andrea, confirmed in the post. Uh, Ketchum, who was known for country music hits uh, like, and this, this is my favorite, Small Town Saturday Night, which is a great song. Uh, he would go on to release 10 more albums. As a matter of fact, he had 15 Top 10 singles uh, on the country music charts, sold 5 million albums, member of the Grand Old Opry since 1994. In 2010, Ketchum moved to Texas where he'd go on to play in theaters and venues. Uh, Ketchum was diagnosed with dementia in 2017. Mm. He played his last show at home on the stage of the Gruen Hall, according uh, to his family. He was a really good singer. So did he write, write any songs here in the last year or so while the, the uh, dementia, uh, dementia was going full bore? Not that I am aware mm. of, Kenny. I, 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 Has medicine made any inroads as to the cause of dementia? Fun to hear those songs. No, but I, uh, they have medicine where they can wrong uh, slow it down. It's not a lifestyle illness, is it? You're, you're just you just either get it or you don't. Right, and it's it, there you, are, yeah. There's not. Oh, go ahead, Johnny. There are things that can help cause it. My father, like what? Uh, had dementia and uh, uh, excessive use of alcohol. Uh, Damn it! If you have, I knew I was wait, 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 Hurt your head, uh, John. You what about two cookies and yeah. a glass of milk every day at 10 p.m.? <laughs> I think you're okay at that <laughs> point. Once you hit 75, okay. yeah, you bet. <laughs> 75. I mean, what's that? Coupled with any huh? inexcessive drinking. <laughs> We're awfully quiet here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm, thinking of the two concussions I had when I was a kid. I'm still what? trying to run the booze numbers in my head. Yeah. I'm thinking about the songs he wrote in the last six months. <laughs> he really would like to hear those. Yeah, okay. Uh, here's some good news. Uh, if you want to get smarter, hot yeah. tea and, and cocoa, of course, are drinks for the winter. And now a new study says cocoa uh, might make you smarter. Researchers at the University mm. of Birmingham say consuming uh, flavanol-rich products like cocoa increases one's mental performance. Flavanols are a group of molecules that occur naturally in fruits and vegetables. Member of the plant flavonoid family, common in cocoa, grapes, apples, tea, berries, and even wine. While previous studies reveal these molecules can improve brain health, the new report finds they also stimulate brain blood oxygenation levels. The results show this actually helps people think faster and perform cognitive challenges more efficiently. You know what makes me smarter, John, is hot cocoa and peppermint schnapps. The peppermint patty. Those make me really that, super That smart. actually sounds good. Actually, I have a better idea for you, They're Kenny, because really you're doing They're it wrong. Here. How about hot yeah. cocoa and our friends at Harmony Spirits? Mix right that there. in with your hot boom. cocoa. Right there. That's a boom. That's I, a boom. I forgot Lordy. to mention, by the way, when talking about their vodka <laughs> that I made an, an amazing Bloody Mary with last weekend, uh, their vodka is made with 100% corn grown right in the heart of Fillmore County, Minnesota. Nice. Rain makes corn. Same thing corn with their gin, by the way. That's also made with 100% corn, then infused with the gin basket in the juniper, lime, lemon, and orange zest. Harmony Spirits is spirits made right here in our own backyard. Harmony, Minnesota. 
Look at their Twitter account right now because they have a really cool selection of gift baskets for you. They are closed tomorrow, but call them up, 507-886-7687. Order your gift basket. They have a Blackberry Vodka Mojito Rookie, Caramel Mm -hmm. Apple, and Manhattan Cocktail Kits that are all available. It's a perfect gift for that spirits lover in your life. Harmony Spirits on Twitter and HarmonySpirits.net. So I can ship that out to Matthew in Boston. Boom. To what now? There I don't know. Yeah. There you go. I thought the same thing, Kenny. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> no, I, I, I trust my man. He's oh, good. Okay. Harmony yeah, Spirits, okay. tell me you heard about him on GL. Thank you, boys. We'll, we'll return. Yeah, we yeah. will. Okay. Really? Really? Just, make just for you, Kenny. And you know what else I have for you, Kenny? An invitation. Food or booze or underpants? Underpants this time. Right. It's gift-giving nice. season, ladies and gentlemen. Join the entire GL crew and the thousands of GLers. Got a great email from Mike thanking me for the recommendation of Chill Boys, and he made his purchase online at chillboys.com. Folks, they're the most comfortable underwear you'll ever own. It's hands down. If you got a guy in your life, get him a pair. It's going to be a, a gift that he's going to thank you for forever. They come in three uh, three packs that are very cool. They also will ship fast and free on all orders that are over $40 in the entire United States. They also have a pretty cool selection of t-shirts and sunglasses. Place your order. They have the best customer service around. Talk to our gal, Julie. She will walk you through the process and help you if you have any issues. Place your order and let them know that you heard about the Chill Boys right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Joe, uh, Joe seems Joe, a little slow. Joe, what? sorry. Yeah. Uh, I hate to do this to you because I'm sure you've got very important matters to get to. But um, while I was reading that, I saw the hotline uh, ring. So let me hold on. Let me put that through. Uh, Well, you don't even know who's on the other end. No, we apply the sports talk theory. Sports talk, hang on. We don't screen around here. (laughs) Uh, Caller? That's it, guy, for that. Oh, it's Gil. Screen process this. Gil. Is is this Joe? Yes, Gil. No, no, no. This is a screening process. He says, is this Joe? I say, is this Joe? He says, no, it's Chris. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm... put us on hold. I'm Joe. Yeah, hey, Joe. But it's hey. Chris. Uh, he doesn't have much of a process to screen a calls. No. Why Why are you calling, Gil? I let to tell you a story about, uh, you know, it's the day before Thanksgiving. And uh, tomorrow, people are going to eat uh, a lot of turkey and ham and all this kind of stuff. But they... Uh, I was at the store over on the east side just about uh, 25 minutes ago. Yeah. And this, the lady, uh, the lady was picking through the frozen turkeys at the store for Thanksgiving Day, but she couldn't find a big, big enough turkey for the family. So she yeah. says, a stock boy, a hey, stock boy, don't these turkeys get any bigger? He says, no, ma'am, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was kind of weird because that's the way to... It's the way he uh, the way he tells it. Well, he's got a good point. <laughs> it, uh, but I'm going to tell a, a joke here. That really happened. But I'm going to tell a joke here for Thanksgiving. I don't know why you uh, thought that we would be anxious to hear such a thing. I'm I don't sure know why. You, I'm sure your podcast today before Thanksgiving is boring as hell because you're talking about stupid stuff and it's the boring. <laughs> but so I kind of pick up uh, picking up a notch or two. You haven't even heard the show yet. I don't know why you think you know what it is. No, but I heard all 542 or however many you have now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty. 
You got a pretty good track record there, Suchi boy. Today why it's five oh seven. Why did the pants of the pilgrims keep falling down? Why did the why? pants on the pilgrims keep falling down? Yeah, do you know why? No. Because the belt buckles are on their hats. <laughs> oh, I know. He gets one. He gets one. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm out here. I came up, I'm back on uh, Lexington and uh, LARPing there. I'm outside of Max Fish and Chips again, and I got some new uh, T-shirts. Oh, yeah. We need a T-shirt update, Gil. Have you even sold one yet? No, I ain't sold one yet. So what I did, I went to the manufacturer. I says to the guy, I need a, I need two, uh, a, a, a Trump and a Biden one. But I said, I'm going to give you these shirts, and I'm going to turn them inside out, and that's what I want you to print them on. So he Why? said, we don't do that. I said, that's all I can do. I can't afford anything more. So he took all the shirts, turned them inside out, and now here's what I got on them. These are going to yeah. be big sellers, so she, boy, these are going to be big sellers. All right. Now he's going the, Chinese on you. The Trump stuff. <laughs> Is a turkey, but the they Trumpster? made a mistake, and it was the Trumpster is a turnkey. <laughs> so I gotta get. A, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't turn them inside out here. Oh, no. But then the other one I think is really gonna catch on because of a Thanksgiving. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No thanks for giving us Biden. <laughs> no thanks for giving us Biden. Oh, God Almighty! Oh, I'd like oh, to know what kind of print shop you're going to that screws something up so basic. Well, what? Oh, what that's you doing? over there, just off of Mariah. He oh. does it all the time. He does like a church for um, uh, uh, softball. He got a bowling league. He take care of you. <laughs> what are you wearing right now? Are you out in the outside? Yeah, I'm wearing the no tanks for giving us Biden. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I think after the lunch crowd gets out of Max Fish and Chips here, I'm going to put out the, the Trumpster is a turnkey. Uh-huh. You, you meant but turkey. I, but yeah, A lot of people stop to slow down and look at me. They don't even ask the price, but I ain't sold nothing yet, so I don't know what's going to happen. Do you anticipate a, a heavy market for those, Gil, after Thanksgiving? I thought sure as hell there would be because it's a... Seventy-eight million people are voting for these two clouds, or however many millions, and they got at least twelve people could at least buy a shirt so I get my money back. Yeah, <laughs> twelve shirts. Uh, Gil, I have a personal question for you. You seem to uh, be very nonpartisan when it comes to commerce and uh, making money. Who did you pull the lever for on uh, November third on the uh, election day? Who who did you vote for, Gil? I, I wrote my own name, and I, was right, I always write my own name, and just in case there's a tie, and I might be able to, uh, you know, I might be able to get some action down in D.C. <laughs> Not a bad thought. Yeah. I ain't gonna, those two guys, I, those are both clowners. I can't do this. This is, uh, they should be running the country. It's, this is, uh, hell, Trump, he's not even going to give up. No, that's he's right, gonna, Gil. He's going down to the panic room. Yep. <laughs> he ain't going to let anybody open that up. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going out there, though, just to see it. Well, Gil, uh, it's Are always you good. To... Turkey or ham? Turkey or ham for you today, uh, Joe? This, turkey. Uh, turkey. Turkey? Yeah. How do you make the turkey? I don't, uh, Gil. I just do what I'm told. You know, I wonder what Joe Bowers having tomorrow. Do you get turkey or ham? <laughs> That's right. Probably. He was always not a big fan of Maurer for some yeah, reason. Gil well, never sometimes, liked. you know, here's the deal. Sometimes he played like a turkey, and then sometimes he played like a ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what he's going to have. 
But he ain't playing no more. Remember, he retired. I, we got that. Gil, thank you. It's always good to, not really, but it's always good to talk to you. No, that's okay, because uh, we're going to, got a couple of uh, East Siders. We're going to go over to the Brunson's over on, uh, on off of Payne. That's right on Payne, isn't it? Yeah, you, you can come over. We gotta, uh, you can't go inside to eat, but if you know a guy, you got the special doc, you can kind of. <laughs> hey, it's me, Gil. Can you let me in for a yeah. secret beer? Yeah. Okay, That's Gil. So we do it. Gil, thank you. Kenny, what are you having? Gil, <laughs> you mind your own business, Gil. Okay, that I'll do. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna have? I'm gonna have another meatloaf pizza tomorrow. Is what I'm gonna have. Oh, all, all alone hey. in my farmhouse. How about this grunt offer? Say something. Is that meatloaf really pretty good? Yes, very good. <laughs> I gotta take. Uh, I, 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 take I, and I, go. My license gone. Yeah, I gotta take and go up to to grunt offers. <laughs> I can't renew my license, so I really can't drive. So I'm gonna see if. Uh, I'm going to see if uh, uh, Johnny uh, over there is going to give me a ride up to Grand Office. What should I get? Is there a Mrs. Gill? No, oh, that's a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> we got divorced a long time ago. I see. She run off on you, huh? Yeah, she went and, uh, she went and ran off on me, and then the, the, uh, it didn't work out, so she wanted to come back. Yeah. And I said, you know, it, it just, I don't think it's going to work out because I'm going to keep doing the same bad things I was doing already. <laughs> well, at least and you're she honest. She yeah. said, you're probably right. Okay, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right, Gil. Well, good luck to took, you. Because she took all my boxing cards. I guess Gil I is good. Gonna... boxing cards in the attic? <laughs> Boy, yeah. if I had those, they'd be worth millions. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Gil. Okay, what? Have Stay a nice warm, Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. Stay warm, Gil. Okay. Okay, Gil. Goodbye. Okay. 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 Thanks for your support. Thanks, Gil. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Hang up on him. I did. Okay. What he says? He's probably still talking. They'll 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 know it at Grunhoffers if he wanders in because he has the unmistakable <laughs> voice. There's still time. I think if you call Grunhoffers, you get your fresh, free-range turkey, two ninety-nine a pound. You might want to call ahead, though. I since would. It's the day before, I'd call right now six five one four two six twenty eight hundred. I, I hope you are Gil, successful. I bet he smells like pea soup, doesn't he? Probably, yeah. probably a yeah. good chance. Yeah. Uh, I also want way, to tell you, I'm, I'm not. I'm doing Grunhoffers yet. Yeah, I was going to help you with that. <laughs> okay, well, let go me ahead. Shuffle some papers if you're uh, yeah. doing an ad. I'm going to yeah. shuffle some. So I have a confession to make. Uh, <laughs> I had a meatloaf warning inside my own home last night. and uh, I saw the tweets. Yeah, I fired up the old... Uh, what I like to do is take it right out of the freezer, 90 minutes at 450, because I like it nice and crunchy and crispy on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reeves, you're doing it all wrong. It shouldn't be that crispy. So what I did... 90 minutes? I lo- yes, I absolutely love it that way. So then I, I put it in the oh. old thing. I left the tin on the top of the oven to cool off, and she says, uh, where's the... Where's the rest of it? Ooh. Nice. Uh, Where's the leftovers, it's been, huh? Uh, it's been Conf- deposited in, uh, in my belly. Was this just a snack? <laughs> well, it, it took me just about, a snack? It took oh about 25 minutes to eat the whole thing. Even Spence, I think, would say, hey, oh my uh, God. slow her down a little bit there and it share was, some with the fam. Oh, it was so good. Do you know that Spencer's construction project will be weather tight by December 10th? Oh, nice. nice. So it's coming wow. along, the expansion good. at Grunhofer's. Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right right on Highway 61. And as as I've said, I've warned you, uh, when you go to pick up your turkey, you're on your own. 
uh, you will be uh, you will be tempted by the greatest meat emporium you've ever seen with the brats and the tomahawk steaks and the double smoked ham and the thick cut bacon and the salmon and the jerky the seasonings it's all in the meatloaf uh, there's a meatloaf watch uh, Reavers is obliged to turn that into a meatloaf warning <laughs> yes in the event he's headed there mm-hmm. uh, but we have not uh, we have not had a meatloaf warning yet no well, so let's get fact, to the bottom of it Such, how many are left in your freezer that's Chris? exactly where i was going kenny we started with seven that was about two or three weeks ago i believe when i made my friday afternoon run we're down to four well, you're, there's just still a meatloaf warning. So we're still then. in watch. I mean, a watch. Yeah, a we're watch. still in watch territory. Let yes. me give you the number one more time and hope you get that turkey from Grunhofer's. 651-426-2800. Have you guys seen the story of this mysterious monolith that's been yes. discovered in Utah? Yes. yes. Oh, I love this so much. Mm-mm-mm. It's believed to be some kind of metal. Well, of course it is, uh, based on uh, pictures of it. Uh, but no one knows how it got there. Uh, you know, the temptation is to say, well, it was planted 8 million years ago by aliens, but that, that presumably would not be true. It's well, 10 soon. to 12 feet high. Yeah. It was found by state wildlife employees while they were in a helicopter counting mm. sheep. And it's three-sided, a, yeah. And it's a very rugged part of Utah. Very difficult to have gotten in there on foot. And uh, the uh, wildlife people said, counting bighorn sheep this week during the counts, we came across this in the middle of nowhere, buried deep in the rock. Inquiring minds want to know what the heck is it? Brett Hutchings, the, t- the helicopter pilot, said it was about the strangest thing he's ever come across in all his years of flying, according to Salt Lake's City's KSL-TV. Hutchings was flying for the Utah Department of Public Safety, which was assisting wildlife resources resource officers in the count on the southeastern edge of the state. We were kind of joking around that if one of us suddenly disappears and the rest of us make a run for it, he said. The object drew, conspar- drew comparisons to Stanley Kubrick's famed 1968 film 2001 A Space Oddity, which saw a group of apes encounter a similar-looking giant slab. Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey David you said oddity as in the David Bowie song. Oh, odd- odyssey. <laughs> yeah, odyssey. Uh, I'm assuming it's some new wave artist or something, somebody that was a big 2001 A Space Odyssey fan, Hutchins said. Authority said the mysterious object was installed in the ground in a remote area of Red Rock with no obvious indication who might have put it there. Uh, the agency added that if people decided to venture to this undisclosed remote location, they may be stranded and require rescue. Users on social media were quick to speculate what the object was. It's the on-off button for the planet, one user wrote. See, that's why these are these comments from social media users aren't worth printing. Right. Uh, one, uh, Mostly the speculation is that it is a piece of art uh, that was installed there. The Bureau of Land Management is determining whether they need to investigate further. I don't know what there is to investigate. It's oh, a very you, professionally installed piece of metal. You could easily see these nerds pulling this thing out of there for the for the safety and health of our uh, citizens <laughs> so they don't go looking for it and fall down. It's got to be in a box canyon, right? Looks it's like got to it. be somewhere that would be really dangerous to crawl into. And like you said, 10 to 12 feet high, it's silver, like it could be stainless steel or aluminum, and it's three-sided. I need, well, let's right? say it's solid, Kenny. Let's say it's solid. That's an unimaginable weight, but maybe it's not. Maybe I think, it's hollow. No, I th- yeah, I think they said it's hollow. 
if oh. I remember, one of the stories said it was hollow. How in the yeah. hell would you get it there? The ground isn't disturbed at all. No. There's no sign of digging or anything. You know what it tells me? Uh, we got a lot of space in this country. Yeah. No I mean, one knows how long that's been there. Right. It's never been seen before. Uh, I just find these kinds of stories uh, fascinating. I, I'm sure it'll end up being some artist will take credit for it, but holy mackerel, it's very, uh, very eerie looking. Um, Joe, I need to ask a very, very, very important question as it relates to this topic, okay? Mm -hmm. Rookie, for one what? million dollars, what were Joe and Kenny talking about? <laughs> He did swear. Um, I don't know. I was checked out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, they were talking about uh, space shows or their love of Star Trek or something like that. David Bowie song. David Bowie, ground control, uh, Major Tom. Uh, this is we are we are in trouble now. This country's in trouble. This country has got to turn it around. We are out in the desert counting sheep with helicopters. I do remember that because I thought that was weird. But if will you please uh, will you please uh, spare me a Reavers and hit the hit the hit the out thing and we'll if, be back. If they shortly. don't find these kids, it's over. That's right. That's right. right. We gotta, That's right. Biting now. Hey, Rook. You know what? Party time. <laughs> this ain't cool, eh? Oh, you guys should be so ashamed of yourselves. Yep. But right. we're not at all. <laughs> it's the scramble. Who's bringing us the scramble, Rook? I am. Yeah, you are. But the Minnesotan is very, very pleased to bring you the scramble here in Garage Logic. And the Minnesotan, I must tell you about these guys. If you haven't seen the hat selection at the Minnesotan, their collection, it's second to none. You are 100% right on that. You have to go to their website to see everything before you go so you can already get in the mindset of what you're going to do. Great lids from all of your favorite places and memories, including St. Paul Vulcans. St. Paul Saints. Hey, will you grab that bowling ball from the top of the closet over there when you uh, open it up, Fred Flintstone? I didn't do that. And then anyway, the St. Paul Saints, Ham's Sorry. Beer, Suchi, Vintage St. Thomas and St. John's, the Shop Pond Gang, and St. Mary's Point Ice Arena. Oh, Shop Pond Center. Gang used to have good clubs. Yes, mm -hmm. great fun, and a selection of winter knit hats as well. You have to check it out. And now through Saturday, if you spend... $100 or more at the Minnesotan. Corey is going to give you a free hat what? as a thank you. Yes, You're you kidding. can choose. So we're officially four weeks away from Christmas. The Minnesotan is the perfect place to start your shopping. It might be all you do. It might Does be he one still stop. have that um, Mankato State uh, vintage hat? Well, go online get, and find I'm out, I'm looking dummy. for it right now. Check <laughs> off a few items on your list right now through Saturday and pick out a hat for yourself. It's a great deal. Oh, get cool. a jump on your Christmas shopping. Make several people happy with the perfect gift, and you get a hat. Yeah, don't even re-gift it. Keep the hat. That's now through Saturday at the Minnesotan at their downtown White Bear Lake store. Online at www.theminnesotan.com. Online code is not required. The Minnesotan ships worldwide daily and offers curbside pickup, too. But you need to see that winter knit. Ham's Beer, the Minnesotan, uh, St. Paul Vulcans, 
Uh, just great stuff. I'm going through it right now. 59.50. If you attended any school in this Word. state, they will have a hat that caters to the that school's colors. Basically. What if you were left out? I mean, you played left out for Hill. They'll still take care okay, of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Left out, right? Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Boy, you guys are not enthusiastic. Joe, in regard to the Monday podcast talking about Cardi B and the horse lady, you seem to be confused as to why my generation <laughs> listens to this song. The simple answer is we've been told that this song is empowering to women. In my gender huh. and communications class, my teacher spent an entire class breaking this song down and how women talking about their bodies is empowering to women. And if you disagree with him, you are excessive. Sexist. You mentioned the cancel culture in regards to baby. It's cold outside, but you might want you might want to watch out because if my generation hears the first ten minutes of Monday's podcast, you might be next. As to what Kenny said about this music being the same as Elvis, I don't think it is. There's a difference between a person dancing on TV and exposing young children on the radio to the vulgar anatomy of a woman. Parents didn't like Elvis because he was suggestive. However, Cardi B isn't suggestive. She is just plain. Vulgar. Mm. She's got long fingernails too, boy. I don't Good know how you yeah. How do you? Uh, how I don't do you know do how you certain, function uh, with hands yeah, like there's that. There's certain things that are tough yeah, like to do. Flossing. The... How do you floss? Yeah. Howard writes. No. Joe uh, Biden seems a little slow on the uptake. I thought I made floss my point what? clear with my vote. Oh, God. Careful. Careful. We're calm. <laughs> Stay before Thanksgiving, boss. Proceed. Start, start over, Joe. We'll we'll listen this time. Joe Biden seems a little slow on the uptake. I thought I made my point clear with my vote, but apparently not. Biden is asking for unity. I don't unite with anyone just for the sake of unity. In order for anything resembling unity to even be considered, there has to be an effort towards some mutual ground. There is no evidence the left is willing to yield ground on anything and is, in fact, doubling down on socialist ideas like the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, Free College, and the like. Therefore, unity is out of the question. He and his ilk need to understand what 72 million like-minded people can accomplish when we dig in our heels. Best Howard. That's true. Yeah, very good And points. on this day, only because they come to us, all the way from Mumbai, India. Where? Mumbai, India, from Tom Lyman. It's on this date in Minnesota history, November 25th. Uh, in 1903, Olive Fremstad made her debut with the New York Metropolitan Opera, singing the role of Siglindi in Wagner's Die Walkure. Born in Scandinavia, she had been adopted by a St. Peter couple, a true diva. Fremstad would be legendary for her vocal powers as well as her temperament. She, she died in New York in 1951. Go ahead, John. Well, A, that'd be Wagner. Not Wagner. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a W here. He's related to my buddy Jerry Wagner, lives yeah. just out of town. Right. Yeah. They take and go. Yeah. Joe, where did you say these always come from? Mumbai, India. Please try again. Oh, no. Mumbai. Mumbai, Please India. Please try again. It's not going to work. No, Mumbai. Mumbai. Please try again. On this day in 1875, on Thanksgiving Day, the St. James Hotel in Red Wing opened. Conceived by 11 local businessmen who made their fortunes in the grain industry and contributed 60 grand to the cause, the establishment is an impressive expression of community pride and identity. And on this day in 1863, Go. 
the 2nd Minnesota Volunteer Infantry Regiment and the rest of General George H. Thomas's Army of the Cumberland charge up Missionary Ridge near Chattanooga and defeat the Confederates holding the ridge. Mm-mm-mm. Rookie, I have to ask, you have a couple of photos posted, one of you checked out. What's this other one of a guy that's flying a plane listening to the GL podcast? You're talking Twitter? Yeah, yes. I do want to tell you guys uh, uh, about this. This is so cool. Pilot Mike is a huge fan of Garage Logic, uh, and he is a he's a pilot for a uh, a, a uh, airline company here based in Minnesota. And he was that flying home from his lake. Yeah, he was flying home from his. He doesn't care. It, right. it, it was fine because he told me I, I had permission to post it. Uh, but he was coming home from his lake place, and he's got the GL podcast while he's flying uh, back from the lake cabin. Oh, is a, that cool? That I'm looking neat, at it. It's a neat shot. A little Cessna that he has. And also, I have tweeted out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter my mother-in-law's um, recipe. She's 94. She's in a home. She's losing her faculties. She's already kicked COVID's ass once. And uh, so if you make that recipe, just say a little prayer for Claire. Well, let me ask you something. Did yep. you get the recipe before she uh, oh, yeah. went we've, soft? Or? No, yeah, we've he, had, oh, yeah, we've had it for, we, this, this is okay. almost three right. decades. On oh, okay, okay. So okay. we're good, good. yeah. Will you also do us a favor? Post it on the GL Facebook page. Okay, I Because I know that. a lot of people do will. Do I have that? I think access? you do. Okay. Yeah, I think you yep, do. I will do that for sure. Okay. And it still is the best damn stuff in you'll ever speed. It really he's is. He's doing, looks like he's doing a buck 20. Uh According to this, okay. uh, pilot to go pilot. That picture is so cool. It really is neat. Wow. Oh, oh, I think that is so cool. But how cool would that? I mean, yes, you fly. You're you're flying, flying the plane, but you're south, flying a southwest. So he's flying south southwest. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out if this is one of the guys that buzzes the farm every other day. I don't think he day. flies for southwest. You mean like south by southwest? No, it's I'm a looking great movie. at his. <laughs> oh. Looking at his uh, compass, I think it's south by okay. southwest. Yeah. I could call him, I mean, if you want to know. <laughs> yeah, are, all pilots, are all pilots car guys or not necessarily? Um, uh, that I don't know, but I, I, I know that at my place of employment, there are a lot of pilots that That's listen to Garage Logic. They're consistent. You know, the pilots I know, they are, Such. Well, how, would you, how could you look at those dials and not want to mimic that in your car? I, I'd want I'm to just a, wondering, how drunk do you have to be to fly that high? Seriously. Oh well, what he's do you above mean? the clouds. So I, what? That's what they do. I'd have to be drunk AF to get up there that high. <laughs> I mean, there's. Uh... Well, you're not driving a four wheeler in Douglas County, Kenny. <laughs> It's not gravel travel. <laughs> With a couple of road sodas. <laughs> we'll give you Garage Logic shout out in the podcast to uh, Pilot Jeff, Paul, Charles, George, there, Mike. These guys are all great guys. Nice. Yep. All right. Very good. Happy Thanksgiving, GL. I think I figured out, Rook, why today was so extremely festive. I thought it was well um, contained. It's because it almost went back to the old days where you and I were in the other room away from Joe yeah, and I had like the that. ability to screw off without yeah. him being able to notice. Don't ever come back the day before Thanksgiving. Okay, <laughs> right. You're doing it from sabotage. home yep. every year going yeah. forward. I'll run the mic over, no problem. <laughs> what do you got over there? Well, oh, hey, aren't you two going over to his house right now? Yeah. We might have to make a stop. Sush, I hope you're well right stocked now. if those two <laughs> drunk Get are drunk. I don't beer. have a thing, and that's the truth. Well, I don't you, have a thing. You better make a run real yeah. quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I need a rookie run. Uh, I tell you what, Pod MN, if you're sitting around Thanksgiving, we're going to take a couple days off for the podcast. So if you want to go to some of the back 
issues, you can go to PodMN on your smartphone or go to PodMN.com on your computer, laptop, desktop, whatever the case may be. You'll find all sorts of other um, rabbit holes you can go down as far as podcasts. And you'll be thoroughly Wrap it up, turkey neck. All right, everybody. Thanks for Jesse the Body. Fun Um, Friday, Jesse? No, we don't do that. Wild Wednesday, more like. Wild Wednesday. Uh, Wild Turkey Wednesday. (laughs) See you, bros. It's that time of the show here in Garage Logic. We check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. You should call him today for a free 48 minute financial analysis at absolutely no charge. That's right, it's free. Call him today at 952 925 5608. Josh will always give you straight talk. He's never going to give you sugar coated advice, and he's on the line with us right now. Josh, a big day yesterday on the market. How are we doing so far today? Oh, there's a little bit of profit taking today, Chris, as the Dow backs off 30,000 level. In 1990, John Templeton, the Dow was trading at 5,000, and he was asked, would the Dow go up? And John Templeton in 1990 said the Dow would hit 10,000 by 2,000, and people thought that the guy was crazy. We've now hit 30,000 on the Dow, and people are talking about higher Dow numbers based on the price weighting of the Dow, in particular some very heavy that have a significant impact, including sales Salesforce.com, Amgen, United Health that do have a significant impact on the Dow. Apple, big, big move on the Dow. My clients have had a tremendous year seeing returns on the proprietary uh, portfolio in excess of 50% net after fee. I do run a very concentrated and focused portfolio. And he's involved in the internet, leisure, China-related businesses, real assets, and doing some shorter-term trading. We do keep an asset allocation model of keeping up to 30% in cash, 30 to 60% in value-oriented companies in the balance, faster-growing companies, and again, for, for trading. Strategy that I use is definitely not for everyone. For the second year in a row, we've had a tremendous success. I do expect, Chris, more volatility going into the new year. Profit-taking in December, so do be prepared for a little bit of volatility with the vaccines on the way. Stimulus coming, we should look to next year as still being reasonably positive. Very good. And that focused approach that you mentioned earlier, that's what you're going to get, ladies and gentlemen, each and every time that you give Mr. Money Talk a call. Do it today, 952-925-5608. It's an absolutely free 48-minute consultation. You're going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice from Mr. Money Talk. Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. We'll chat again next week. You too. Thank you very much. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.